reminded me of how diverse the environment here is in Florida and how many different kinds of experiences there there are to have if you want to get out and enjoy the environment and have an eco-adventure. Welcome to Forum Beyond the Pages, the podcast that tells the stories behind the stories of Florida Humanities award-winning magazine. I'm Andrew Quintana. In our inaugural season of this new podcast, we'll be speaking to the writers who penned the articles in our fall 2023 environmental issue of Forum, This Land We Love. This week, Forum staff writer Janet Sherberger speaks with me about her article, Let's Go Wild. What better way to show your appreciation of Florida's environment than throwing yourself headfirst into all the eco-adventures the state has to offer? Whether you live in North, South, or Central Florida, your backyard is probably home to some pretty incredible adventures. That's what Janet learned as she traversed the state looking for what makes up Florida's great outdoors. From snorkeling in the dry Tortugas to exploring the Panhandle's network of underground caves, Janet takes readers on a wild ride. When you decided to do this story, I think the first thing that came to my mind when I thought about it, because it's a story that I kind of have to tell people when I have conversations about, you know, things to do in Florida. Every time I say, oh, there's great hiking, there's good parks, you know, I always get the same reaction from people where they're, they look at me like the outdoors in Florida don't mix. What are you talking about? It's beaches. Was that the case for you before you started the story? Or did you already know there was kind of this untapped great outdoors? Well, I have always been an outdoors person from the time I was a teenager and I went on an outward bound trip in North Carolina and did hiking and rock climbing and uh, whitewater canoeing, actually. So when I moved to Florida, I was instantly trying to seek out outdoor experiences that were beyond just the beach. And some of the the things that we did for this story um, that were included in this story are things that I have done in the past over the last couple years. The one that I did for this story was going to the Dry Tortugas and snorkeling down in uh, in the Keys. So that was a, a different outdoor experience for me in Florida. And like everybody else, I've been to the beaches. I love our beaches. I feel like the Gulf Coast beaches, their most beautiful beaches in the country. Um, but I've long been an outdoors enthusiast in in Florida. So it was really exciting to be able to share those experiences with this story as well as venture out on some new experiences for myself that I had not done before. Yeah, let's talk about the Dry Tortugas because to go this remote for something you hadn't done before, I mean, the Dry Tortugas are pretty far off Florida. Can you tell us kind of your trip there and and kind of your experience and the things you you did there yeah it was it was really amazing experience and it's it's an opportunity to see how key west is really it's a really cool city but also a launching point for all kinds of really interesting things to do and as you mentioned dry tortugas it's very remote and it's the least visited and most remote national park in the country so you take a two and a half hour ferry ride uh, and then they dock um, at a location on the Dry Tortugas where there's a fort, which is actually the largest brick structure in the United States. And this is where Dr. Samuel Mudd was imprisoned. And Dr. Mudd is the gentleman who assisted John Wilkes Booth after he was injured assassinating Abraham Lincoln. So it's interesting that there is a historical component to this actual uh, we snorkeled, but also you can dive there as well. Tell me about the snorkeling then. You describe it a little bit in the story, kind of the sights and sounds of it. Can you tell me a little bit about it? 
You wade in right off the beach. You can go in right off the beach and start snorkeling around the walls of the fort. And coral has grown all around that fort, and the fish, of course, are drawn to the coral. Then there are also these pylons that are uh, their dock remains. The dock is gone, but there are all these pylons there that also have coral growing on them, and the the marine life, the fish, all gathering around them. And it's really incredible. There's we were there uh, right now during a time when record temperatures and record temperatures in the Gulf are causing a lot of coral bleaching. We did see some evidence of coral bleaching, you know, uh, little purple pieces of fan coral with a corner sadly bleached white. But there was still a lot of great beauty and incredible color. I hate to say it, I felt like I was swimming in a tropical fish tank, even though the fish tanks are meant to replicate this. Uh, so at one point, we swam through a cloud of fish that you could practically, tiny, tiny little silver fish, and the sun was shining on their bodies. You could barely see around you for all these fish. And the fish don't seem to mind that you're among them. They they kind of hang with you. So once you made it back to dry land, I think you hit some really remarkable places that even I didn't know existed in Florida. Uh, one of those being the caverns and the panhandle. You know, Florida is, is pretty well known for being a flat state. So the fact that there was any sort of cavernous part of the state kind of surprised me. What is the story behind those networks of caverns? Yeah, so the panhandle of Florida has some really interesting geology that you would not expect. And the caverns are there. They are the only caverns that are open to visitors in the state of Florida. And they date back about 38 million years. And they're part of that region's karst topography. And that's where caves and sinkholes and underground streams form. So those caves were open to the public in 1942. As I said, the only caverns uh, in the state developed for tours. And when you're there, you can actually still see the chisel marks made by the Civilian Conservation Corps workers who helped develop those underground rooms. And, you know, it can, can get a little claustrophobic under there. So if you're not game for that, you can also uh, just wander the trails. And even above ground, there are some caverns and what look like caves that you can explore um, without going deep underneath. Because some of the rooms you actually have to duck. If you're like over five six, you you might have to duck. Uh, and then nearby there is Falling Waters uh, State Park, which is Florida's highest waterfall. It's not that high, but it is Florida's highest waterfall, and it's very cool water that runs down into um, a sinkhole. Very e That one is very, very easy to access. The park is you walk there on a boardwalk. You can view it from above. You can walk down uh, a stairway and, and go a little bit deeper down and look up at the falls. Uh, but two very interesting, unusual experiences that you would never think of as being part of Florida. Right, yeah. You would you think after swimming in the dry tortugas, you know, you're thinking to yourself, this is this is Florida, you know, swimming in water. And then you go just 
hundreds of miles north and you're in a cave all of a sudden was it kind of a shock when you visited the area when you went to the waterfalls did it feel like you're in another world almost yeah it was very shocking it was and it was so cool because it's this we we were there when it was it was fairly warm we were there in the summer and it was so more than fairly warm but when you go down there the the air is cooled by it and it just something i would have never expected to see in florida you talked about at the beginning but i kind of wanted to revisit it you said, you know, you were really familiar with the springs here in Florida. And of course, that was one of the places that you checked off your list here on places to visit. Tell me about your experience with the springs. Hearing that you've been here for so many years and you that was one of the first places you went and then revisiting it now, I kind of want to hear that story about, you know, when you first visited the spring and kind of now revisiting again for this story. Oh, wow. I'm happy to talk about that. Um and similarly, I, I had not spent a lot of time, I had never snorkeled in the Keys before. So seeing the coral bleaching that I'm hearing about was maybe not um, as remarkable to me as it might have been to somebody who had snorkeled in the Keys decades ago. The springs to me are like that because I have been going to the springs for 40 years and in this issue forum, we talk about Wakulla Springs, but I've been to other springs in Florida, Wakulla including, but also uh, more in the, the Gainesville area that I have seen those springs decline because of human activity on them as well as uh, human activity on land uh, polluting them. So Wakulla Springs is incredible, still a very incredible place to visit. And has attracted all kinds of, uh, some Tarzan movies were filmed there. Creature of the Black Lagoon was, parts of that were filmed there. Really a place that will really spark your imagination. You can take a, a little boat ride out on the river. Some of the, the areas there are protected, but all along the way, you'll see tons of birds and alligators and, and turtles and flora that's just so, feels so old, remote Florida. And, then they have this fabulous diving platform, which I really love, that's still uh, not too old to jump off of it, thank God. Oh, oh my gosh, that was so scary! And then also at Wakulla Springs, which is different, is they have a lodge there that was built by uh, a man named Edward Ball, who uh, was a financial advisor for the DuPont family, who had a, a lot of property um, and investments here in Florida. And it's a Mediterranean revival building, an incredible building, just really beautiful in itself to visit, but also a, a place that you can stay if you want to enjoy those springs. That place also has, you can rent bikes, there are trails that you can hike there. In the lodge, there's a uh, an ice cream shop with this marble countertop that feels you know, very 1950s and a, a restaurant where you can have Southern fare, shrimp and grits, grits, uh, grouper sandwiches and, and that kind of, of hearty food that feels good when you're out in nature. You mentioned, you, you kind of went over it really quick, but it really does fascinate me. And I feel like it's kind of a cool trivia question for people when they, uh, when they talk about the Springs in Florida, the inspiration that it brought to filmmakers Well, I mean, one of them was Tarzan's Secret Treasure. I think there were a couple Tarzan's, Tarzan movies, and another was Creature from the Black Lagoon. And part of it is just that it's got this very jungle vibe to it. But the boat will, the boat will take you to some isolated areas and point out exactly where some of these 
movies were filmed, some of the locations are. So a lot of it is just that it feels very um, jungly, which is why they would have um, <laughs> a film a Tarzan movie right. there and like a lagoon. So the creature from the Black Lagoon. So that's a, a, a big part of it. This story allowed you to partake on some new adventures but in a lot of ways it was a trip down memory lane for some of the experience some of the places you revisited after writing this and seeing all these landmarks what is your takeaway about florida's environment now well it reminded me of how diverse the environment here is in florida and how many different kinds of experiences there there are to have if you want to get out and enjoy um the environment and have an eco adventure. There are lots of opportunities. I love all the things that I did. Uh, one of the things that it made me realize is that I want to do more snorkeling and spend more time exploring the keys, but there's so much more to see. Um, and so many more, more springs to see and more trails to visit and uh, unknown places to see. And I feel like it's really important for, folks to go out and see them and realize how important it is to protect them. Because many of the places that we, we visited are endangered. I mean, the coral is endangered. The springs are being um, compromised. The um, war mineral springs in Northport, they're talking about doing some development around there. Uh, and even the Everglades have had environmental issues and need protecting. So that's another thing that really comes out of experiences like these is getting out there and enjoying them. Uh, you realize how really precious and important they are to our state. That was Janet Sherberger on her upcoming story in the fall issue of Form Magazine. Let's go wild. Some honorable mentions that didn't make the cut this episode Corkscrew Swamp Sanctuary in Naples, John Pennycamp Coral Reef State Park in Key Largo, Anastasia State Park near St. Augustine, and Warm Mineral Springs Park in Northport. Forum Beyond the Pages is produced by Florida Humanities. Our music was created by Tampa Bay Area musician J.J. Padishall. You can follow him on Instagram at J.J. Padishall Music. Want to get the latest issue of Forum delivered to your door three times a year? Become a Florida Humanities member by visiting floridahumanities.org forward slash membership. Until next time.